something just, something funny just happened. Asha just counted us down, counted us in. Never seen that before. This is gonna be a great day. <laughs> Three, two, one. Acting like a real producer. All right now. Good day. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever what a time, whatever time it is where you are, where you're hearing this. Welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. I'm Keith Battle, and I'm so glad you're with us again this week. And as always, we're excited and grateful to come to you with content that we think can be helpful. Some of it may be humorous, but always helpful and um, and practical. And today is no different. Today, I'm going to be interviewing an author. Her name is Danita Lynn. That's her author name. And she has written a book called The Other Side of Unforgiveness, Your Guide to Overcoming Personal Hurt. I'm sure every single one of us can relate to this topic. Every single one of us has been put in situations where we've been forced to either hate somebody or forgive them, to get somebody back or to forgive them. And many of us are suffering from the, the consequences of unforgiveness without even knowing it. And I am very interested in getting into this book and hearing what Danita has to say. So Danita, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. Grateful to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And tell us a little bit about you. And, I, when you know, when I, what I know about people, when somebody puts something like this on paper and they spend the time and invest the work in telling the story, there's always some history behind the story, right? <laughs> I always say your misery oh, becomes yeah. your ministry. Yeah, exactly. So tell us how you got to a place of writing a book like this, uh, this journey of overcoming personal hurt. The only way you can write about it is if you, you've lived it, right? Exactly. You had to go through some personal I hurt. Had to go through some personal hurt. And the yeah. fact that you call it a journey is not ironic because I talk about this as a forgiveness journey for yeah. myself as as well as for anyone else who ends up in this predicament, whatever hurts they have experienced mm-hmm. or whatever sadness or just different experiences. It's not about forgiving something where they were always been hurt, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just um, a circumstance in life that is beyond their control, not mm-hmm. because of something that happened from someone else, mm-hmm. but sometimes just going through life and mm-hmm. you realize things didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And mm-hmm. you might be hurt from something that another person has no idea that they did. Okay. And it's still a matter of dealing with those feelings. Mm-hmm. But um, you asked me first a little yeah, bit about so myself. Yeah, yeah. You, so you, you, you're the expert on this because you've experienced it and you put it on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to think so. I, I call myself the forgiveness coach, but we can talk about that later. But as the, as Danita Lynn, mm-hmm. I, First, I'm a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. That seems like the overarching uh, overarching duty I have mm-hmm. as far as life goes. Mm-hmm. I'm a single mom, in fact, and as well as an only child of okay. two parents who had me later in their lives. Mm-hmm. So they're older. They had me at age 37 and 30, no, 38 and 39. Mm-hmm. And then I had my son when I was 37. So... Their eight-year-old grandson is uh, to 85 and 84-year-old grandfather and grandmother. So wow. pretty big age gap yeah. there. <laughs> y'all take y'all time having kids, huh? 
That might be that might be a good move. Yeah, I think it actually. I think worked you have more better. wisdom at that age. And you don't patience. have as much energy though, mm-hmm. so you have to transfer. Like when I was in my twenties and I had kids that I could run around and play with, it's a little different than saying, "Now you go over there and be careful." <laughs> it's a little different, but you you do tend to have more patience and definitely, wisdom. Definitely. So the child may benefit from that part of it. So yeah, so I, we bravo play. to all the. Old parents out there having kids. Did he 40. just call me old? Yeah, I'm old too. But <laughs> it's when you having these kids at 40 years old, y'all know, y'all know, y'all already know. Yeah. So, so, I, you mentioned something. I've never heard this before. You consider yourself a forgiveness coach. Yes. Explain that. Well, I find myself talking to people about different things that have hurt them, not just since I wrote the book, but actually before that. Mm-hmm. I would I'm always trying to get into figuring out how people why they're sad and and what hurt them and just trying to figure out how to help. Mm-hmm. I've always been that way. And people will tell me something that they've gone they've gone through mm-hmm. and I'll explain to them, you know, we'll say tell me more. Well, how did that happen and how did that make you feel? Okay, so do you like feeling like that? Well, how would you like to feel? Mm-hmm. And trying to really give them step-by-step instructions well if you want to feel like that first of all you have to stop saying that you hate this or that Mm -hmm. this makes you feel like this Mm -hmm. you have to change your language first so Mm -hmm. I'm giving key points that I believe are going to walk them through the forgiveness journey that uh, they need to go on so so if if you come to me and you ask me how why am I feeling so sad about something or so mad about something and if I'm a client, your first thing is to change the way I the way I refer to the situation. Definitely. So explain that. So if I if I say I don't, what, what do I need to say to make you like? What do you look for or listen for to say this person needs some coaching? Like what is a what is a sign? Obviously, you already said they're feeling they having a negative feeling, right? Or, and negative yeah. feelings are not something our bodies are programmed to deal with. Mm-hmm. I, I believe physically and even emotionally and mentally, we don't process negative statements at all or well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even as simple as something like I won't tell my son, don't forget to do this. I'll say, remember to do this. Okay. I change the way I say it because I think it sticks better when it has the positive approach as opposed to the negative approach so even those simple things okay i i use that as a a guide to help Mm -hmm. me talk to people about what they're feeling so if they are saying something and everything i hear them saying is negative Mm -hmm. i say i I try to let them finish and say okay hold on before you keep going let's talk about how you mean example of a person who needs to forgive somebody a what a negative statement will sound like and you say you keep hearing them say something negative well what would it give me an example uh for example someone could say you know every time i see him i just get sick to my stomach okay or yeah. something like that yeah and i would say and so how would you correct that so first thing i say okay well how do you is that how you want to feel good because we have what we say you know as right. a christian and even not non-christians they have what they say they just don't believe it mm-hmm. but <laughs> mm-hmm. we have what we say mm-hmm. and because i'm a firm believer in that i don't want to give life to it by continuing to say those negative things so if you say Every time I see him, I just get sick to my stomach. Right. You're going to keep getting sick to your stomach every time you see him. 
Right. You have to figure out how to. How do I want to feel? That's how do I said. want to feel? And so the first person says, well, I don't want to feel sick. I want to feel good. Okay. So then what do you say then? So, what is the next step, I guess? I'm trying to. Okay. I'm so, trying to give all of our audience a free a free session. Like, <laughs> y'all, y'all getting the forgiveness coach on air like now. So if right, you're saying right. something bad, you're saying something negative, you catch them. Hey, I notice you say every time you see the person, you get sick to your stomach. Right. You know, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Exactly. So what do you, what should I be saying? So maybe not going, they'll say, well, well, then every time I see him, I don't feel sick to my stomach. I say no, because that's still a negative statement. So Mm -hmm. we have to fix it so that it says every time I see him, I actually don't feel anything. Let's start there. Okay. Before we get to the happy side of things, Mm -hmm. let's start to. Seeing him doesn't have any effect on me. That's good. At all. That's good. That's good. That's progress. Yes, right? exactly. Baby and maybe steps. that's a, and maybe that's a step people can see themselves graduating to. Because not only do I get sick to my stomach, I want to throw up on the person. Right. <laughs> but now you're saying every time I see the person, I just don't feel anything. Right. right? right. I mean, this is this is like self counseling, self, you know, controlling my behaviors and my feelings. Right. And ultimately. What is the ultimate goal or statement that maybe somebody should want to be able to say to move towards forgiveness? Because you're right. Ultimately, you're trying to get people to forgive. Right. Yes. Oh, I, I changed changed the negative the negative conversation. Right. But in my, within myself. So what is the what is the higher thing than I don't feel anything? What is the next? What is the higher thing? The higher thing or the highest thing could possibly be being happy for that person. Seeing wow. that person do well. I want to see that person do well. Yes. When I see him. Yes. I'm wishing them the best. Exactly. And okay. meaning it. Okay. <laughs> Is there something you do to get there, like behind the scenes? Oh, definitely. Before you have that face to face where you see him? Like, what are you doing back? Because that seems like a huge shift from you make me sick mm-hmm. to I want to see you happy. Right. Like, what are, what are some things that somebody can do in the interim while they're moving from you make me sick to I don't feel anything from you to I want to see you're happy. Well, first they have to decide that that's what they want. Okay. Let's assume it starts the person with decision. Wants to, I want, I want to get to a place where I'm not sick. Right. And I would love to be at a place one day, even though I don't know if that's possible. I don't want to be a place one day where I can say, right. I want you to be happy, even though you may, you know, you hurt me. Right. What, what, what is, what is, what is the background? Is there any, Anything you recommend that people do to get to that place? Practice. Like practice. Just like if you were an actor and Mm -hmm. you were practicing for a film or anything else that we want to do well, we Mm -hmm. have to practice. Mm -hmm. So if you have to imagine yourself in a scenario where you see that person Mm -hmm. or look at a picture or something and have a positive, have that positive statement of how you want to feel And look at the photo or mm-hmm. remember the moment or imagine that scene mm. and speak that positive statement mm-hmm. while you're looking at this person mm-hmm. until it eventually starts to mm-hmm. work. I mean, I, I used, guess like a simulation. Go yeah, ahead. You say you yeah. use what? I used to use. Well, I still do. I use notes all over my house. Mm-hmm. There are post-it notes. And sometimes if it's something that I really want to ingrain in my spirit, mm-hmm. I'll type it up and laminated or 
put it in something that I can keep safe Mm -hmm. and tape it over. You know, it's on my front door. It's on the ledge by my front door. It's in my medicine cabinet. Every time I want to see something, Mm -hmm. I'm that committed to it. It's kind of like, I don't even remember. I forget the name of the show all the time. But there's one show and the girl in the show puts post-it notes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So I put notes everywhere to remind myself of what it is that I want to say to myself mm-hmm. because you know, you I, want to change I the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> so you believe changing that narrative requires this practice, this habit of saying something different and repeating it until it becomes definitely my normal. Definitely. Okay. And you have to practice it perfectly. Like you have to make sure that you're saying it, how you want to see it every time because people always say practice makes perfect. I say, yeah, but what are you perfecting? Okay. Are you going to perfect what you're doing wrong or mm-hmm. are you going to perfect it the right way? So you have to go back and make sure that what you're giving or what you're putting out there, be it, be it words or thoughts, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that those are the things that you actually want to see manifest before you start speaking those on a regular basis. Wow. That's good. So, so let's go, let's talk about the book a little bit. Okay. So you write the book. My guess is, is that people who write well about something um, have have probably failed miserably at it before they wrote well about it. Does that make sense? Failed miserably. miserably I know you're not about writing. No, no, no. The experience. Exactly. That's what I mean. Because because to me, you become an expert on stuff you know how to do well. Oh yeah. Because you did it bad, right? So the best artist was probably the best basketball player was was some trash at some time. I don't know. I just feel like for my my writings are writings of things I have perfected out of imperfection. Right. So, your do you know what it's like? To live with unforgiveness. Definitely. Okay, some of the consequences that have come that you know from personal experience and from others you've watched. What are some of the reasons why somebody says, I ain't forgiving that person? Like, like why should somebody forgive? What's the, what's, what's the consequence? It's like if somebody say, if you don't start eating right or you don't go to right. the gym or you don't pay your taxes or whatever. <laughs> like, what's, what's, what about this whole, if you don't forgive somebody, what, why? Why should I forgive somebody? Forgiveness frees us and unforgiveness binds us. Okay. And it's not something you can compartmentalize. You mm-hmm. can't say, oh, but that's not about, that has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Everything in our core is affected by unforgiveness, even our bodies physically. I've actually talked to friends. A friend of mine recently wrote a, an excerpt in a book and she talked about how she was dealing with cancer mm-hmm. and through the treatments and things that she was going through, she felt like she wasn't completely healed until she went back and dealt with some things with her father mm-hmm. and unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like that was the key piece that she was missing mm-hmm. before she felt like she was completely healed. Mm-hmm. So that was a physical illness that, you know, documented scientific illness mm-hmm. that she felt was not cured until she dealt with a feeling. So that's one of the consequences of unforgiveness. Definitely. I, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, well, that sounds, if it sounds strange or if it, if it sounds true, um, wh- wh- regardless of how it sounds, the question you have to answer is when a person has an emotion, a feeling, right? And the feeling is something that the person has, 
if a person ha- can can pull up the feeling at any time or the, the feeling resurfaces, that means it's in them. Definitely. Right. And and, and I think we don't think of as feelings as having energy. Right. Or right. having having chemical power. Right. But all emotions are housed in the frame of our anatomy. Definitely. Somewhere. In fact, I did something years ago. I haven't done it in years and I've never heard anybody do it. It's called Rosen body therapy treatment and Rosen body therapy treatment is um, it's not like massage where people, a good massage therapist can find tension in the body right. where there's uh, tightness and they usually press into it to relieve it. And, and that kind of thing through some kind of fascial pressure. Right. Rosen body treatment therapy identifies where emotional pain is housed in the body and they don't press on it. They ask you about it. It's really deep. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in touch with your. Bo- so for me, I carry my family in a certain part of my body in my church. And certain like if you ever see somebody go like this, mm, that's yeah. not that's where they carry that thing in the shoulders, wherever it is. So I'm pointing to my trap, right? My right trap or my lower back. Right. Like I know this sounds right. But, but if you got bitterness or anger or rage is somewhere in your body. Right. Like, you know, like, and and I think we call everything inflammation, arthritis, blah, 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 blah. And it may be because how can a doctor define this pain? Right. Especially if it settles into a joint. Like, but that's good. I got to give you some cortisone, right? Right. But but why is it when you go to the therapist or you scream out and you let it go and you say, I, I forgive you and like, like I don't need the cortisone right, now. I feel like better. so, so I think you're, I think you're spot on that one of the consequences of not forgiving people is the personal pain that we continue to live with. Right. That so we get hurt. So you got hurt, right? Right. And and, and I got me, hurt. I didn't have the, I didn't have cancer, but I was depressed. Okay. So that was that was where. But that, and that depression stayed with you. And what? And I guess what I was going to say is, so I got hurt, right? Right. So something hurt me, right? Once it may have been somebody took stole my car, or somebody stole my boyfriend, or stole my girlfriend, or stole my money, or whatever. Somebody took something from me, and I'm hurt, right? Right. Now, that one incident continues to hurt me for years exactly because i don't know how to get in and 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 even if i get the person back that still may not fix it you know because there has to be something that i got to get that emotional pain out so when you so what are so so we know that there's a consequence to unforgiveness one of them is medical it can be emotional pain what are what are what are some other steps like when you talk to people about how to get out like um for people who say, like in one of your chapters, your first chapter is I can't, be, I can't forgive because right. these people have a bunch of excuses why a they can't forgive. Like, give me a couple of those excuses, and how, and what do you tell people who have excuses about why they can't forgive? What's one of the excuses people will use? I don't want to. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to forgive mm-hmm. because then they're gonna think what they did was okay. Right. Or they. And gonna- I don't want them to think they that every anything is ever gonna be cool with us. Or they're gonna think that they have the power over me. Yeah. And I'm weak. Right. And well, you don't still that wasn't still cruddy what you did. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep you on punishment. Right. And me but too. Exactly. Right. Because right. Right. every time I think about you, I get sick. Every <laughs> single time. Yeah. So you're you're 
you're giving that one instance power to repeatedly hurt you. So how do you, okay, so one way you get the person out is you change the way they talk about the situation. Correct. Is there any other tools that you talk through with people to bring them to a place of forgiveness? And the acting it out. Because you say like the perfectly. The, the practicing. Perf- the practicing. Right. So, For instance, when in my situation, it was dealing with an ex-husband and I had been approached pretty repeatedly because the marriage was very short and people had just found out I'd gotten married. Mm-hmm. So when they would see me, oh, hey, girl, how you doing? Mm-hmm, How's mm-hmm. married life? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, ready to just tear into them because I'm furious. I'm livid. Cause Tearing to the work. people that ask so the you? the people who asking me. Okay. Yes. And what made me stop one day is I looked at the lady's face. I don't know what I said to her. Right. But she looked so hurt mm-hmm. by what I said. Right. Right. And I felt horrible. Like, oh, God. Now my hurt is hurting somebody else mm-hmm. who only wanted to ask me something because they were happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was what made me realize I had to figure out a different way to deal with this. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what made me go and say, now I have to start practicing my answer. And I talk yeah. about that in the book. You know, next time somebody asks me that, I'm going to say, oh, well, you know, it's not work. You know, I'm going to figure out a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Or, or even if it's I'd rather not talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't ready to talk about it instantly. Because, you know, people might say, well, you broke up already. I can't mm-hmm. believe, you know, I didn't want to deal with that, but I didn't want to hurt somebody else because they were genuinely trying to ask me a question to be nice. I mean, some people are being nosy, but that's not what that was. So changing your response. Definitely. And you change your response by preparing for these kind of questions. So how long ago, how long ago was the the failed marriage that you're referring to right now? That was, ooh. 17 years ago. So 17 years ago. Do you feel like you've forgiven the person that you're totally. married to? So, totally. So, and and it's, it's because when you talk about it now, you don't, you're not, oh, that was some garbage. This no. person was some. All right, so you, so you talk about it differently. Do you wish them, as part of it, wishing the person well? Definitely wishing, wishing the person well. And I'm also able to talk about parts of the marriage that made me happy wow see in all of that right in this isn't that something when you're in a dark space all you can see is dark right right mm-hmm. you can't even see that there was any good in the relationship right, right? oh it right. was just terrible like because you got to justify why you're still being so upset exactly I, I find that most people who justify their not only being upset but being like um, kind of crazy <laughs> say they have to show you no know, you 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 don't know you right. just don't know right. what I, like they they're the only ones in history that have ever, ever been through that right ever. oh you don't know what i had to do oh i had my my, my stuff i was talking to a guy one time a, one a pastor told me to call another pastor who was in the process of of leaving his marriage and so the pa- a pastor said you need to call him and try to talk him out of it and when i tried to talk him out of it he says oh man you you have no idea how bad like like he was right. like you don't you, you, thank you but this is on a different level right, right? so so that's 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 because we we, we want to justify whatever we have to be a victim 
Right. Right. And that's what I would say. One of the things you got to give up in order to forgive is you have to turn in your victim trophy. Right. Like, like, cause that's hard to give up. Cause like, yeah, don't y'all know everybody? Hello. Like, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I stood on the, you know, at the, at the Olympics, did like three stands, this <laughs> right. bronze medal, silver medal, and then, uh, you're going to sing my national anthem long, last, and I want the black national anthem, <laughs> lift every voice and sing. All three verses. Yeah, yeah, did every heaven ring, and you don't see what I've been through, and so people tend to do that, and also see in scripture, because, you know, I'm, I'm a person of faith, I also think that one of the most powerful things that frees you up from people who hurt you is praying for them because that's one of the things that i think is almost like the the pinnacle you are all like, in you my pray stuff for right somebody now. like that's really hard i mean and i don't mean because there's a love there's a way to pray about them right right like lord you know what they about like you know do what you do you know do what you do lord you know so for somebody else get hurt <laughs> but it's a different prayer right. when you say I'm actually asking you to make this person make better decisions in their life and Definitely. to live a honorable life or something like that. I that just had that deep. conversation with someone two days ago mm-hmm. about how even now someone that I have to forgive on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I have I've committed to praying for that person for 40 mm-hmm. days straight. Praying with them? For that person. Oh, for them. I was about to say. No, not with that person. Mm -hmm. For that person for 40 days straight. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that my heart stays right while I'm constantly seeing the lack of what I think should be effort to do better. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so. You know, like, okay, so we talked about 17 years ago, you have an experience that kind of becomes a catalyst to writing a book about it. Right. But this thing about forgiveness, like, you never really master it. Like, you may have the tools. Right. But fresh hurts makes you have to start all, all over, over with the again. new person, right? Like, it's but not like you, you pick start. up. You know, but it's not like, oh, yeah, well, I've already, like, this doesn't, it, it, it doesn't mean that the hurt still doesn't hurt right. and bother you. Right. But you were about to say, you start from a better vantage point. Yeah, because you got more yeah, tools, right? You're not right? starting from ground zero. Yeah. You're well equipped to a certain point, which is why, I, you know, I say, well, I'm I'm good at this because mm-hmm. I already know that, first of all, I can't call myself good at it and not practice it. Sure. I can't write about unforgiveness and tell people how to forgive and then I'm not doing it myself. Right. So I have constantly been challenged in that area since I wrote the book, in yeah. fact, to get over things that I think are justifiable mm-hmm. in being upset about. Mm-hmm. But how long am I going to let it steal from me? Yeah. You know, because it's I have this part, this quote right here um, in my book right before chapter five. And I say each time you avoid the opportunity to confront and work to resolve the pain of your past. You willingly hand over to the devil even more time than what he has already stolen from you. Mm. You have a chapter called Time is Not Your Friend, right? And that's the chapter. That's yeah. the one. Page 58. So I'm talking to Danita Lynn. She's author of the book, The Other Side of Unforgiveness, Your Guide to Overcoming Personal Hurt. How can people get your book? People can get my book from Amazon. Mm-hmm. It is available in Kindle format as well as paperback. Mm-hmm. And uh, my website 
is going to lead them back to Amazon. So either way, <laughs> they can they can go to my website. My website is printed on the book, but I actually have a new website that is connected to my name. It, it's DanitaLynn.com, and that's Danita Lynn with an E on the end. So D-A-N-I-T-A-L-Y-N-N-E.com. So when we talk about people who have trauma because I think one of the things I know is that when you when you help people in an area and you're setting people free right right you're gonna get your head chopped right. off in that area <laughs> so you're gonna get right. really challenged to practice this but when people are dealing with trauma and I I, I tend to measure pain like you have you have stuff that happens like you said earlier it's just everyday life right like somebody cut you off on the road and just was nasty or mm, you don't clerk, even know saying something right. wrong because you don't know what's going on with them right? right like and sometimes we can just say you know what that's their issue let me go on but it's a different ball game when somebody you're you're a victim of a violent crime Definitely. or something like that right Definitely. and or Particularly when it's a, a, a young person. Mm-hmm. So when when you're in that situation, what are your thoughts about this process, right? Um, are there any changes in the way you would approach helping somebody who's faced with what we would all consider reasonable, reasonable, a reasonable level of pain, mm-hmm. anger? frustration, revenge, right, vengeance, right, right. and certainly unforgiveness. Definitely. What would you say, was there any change in the methodology about which you approach the person in that situation? Which, in fact, is stuff that in my world, in ministry, we periodically have to deal right, with. Right, right. I am no psychologist. Mm-hmm. I don't have any degrees in this. So I would first say, have you sought professional help? Because I think that's key. Mm-hmm. I went to a counselor, mm-hmm. a licensed a licensed psychologist mm-hmm. for getting through my experience as well. Mm-hmm. And it was very uh, helpful. And that was not even something where it was violent, if you will. Mm-hmm. But because I know people personally, and I've seen a lot of stories that, you know, where people have been victims of violent crimes mm-hmm. and chosen to confront the the perpetrator of the crime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to forgive or to ask for forgiveness because I see I've seen some programs where the criminals want to meet the person mm-hmm. so that they can ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There are a series of those types of things done um, with CNN. I th- think the broadcaster's name is van jones okay he does a series of talks with different people who have been victims of all kinds of horrendous crimes Mm -hmm. and talks to them about why they've chosen the forgiveness route Mm -hmm. so i know it can be done Mm -hmm. so the conversation changes in that way suggesting the counselor but also realizing that you know What is it that you feel like you're bringing, asking them, what do you feel like you're bringing to yourself or to your rest of your family? You know, those who are still here, if Mm. it's a violent crime that took someone away, 
what are the people who are still here getting from you Mm. if you continue to hold on to this they're losing you too yeah that's great that's a great analogy somebody may think of this and i'm just this i hope this is not too personal okay um but when you write a book like this and then at least you said share with me um pre podcast recording that you've gone through two divorces right right so somebody might say what's up like don't you need forgiveness to keep relationships going um how do you answer somebody who may ask well if you're the forgiveness coach Mm -hmm. what happens in your relationships when they don't work out like like you, do you understand the tension? Like, right. why, why, why is well, if you're the forgiveness coach? Why is it that you couldn't forgive the person and stay with him? Type yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why you not? We're your husband, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in that case, I mean, my situation was that I wasn't the un- I wasn't unforgiving. I was willing to do anything. I mean, I re- remember specifically even saying, "Tell me for our, you know our anniversary." Mm-hmm. It's our anniversary. Tell, I don't want a gift. I don't want you to go out and buy anything. I don't want anything extravagant. I don't want to go anywhere. I want you to tell me what it is that you want from me mm-hmm. to make this marriage work. Mm-hmm. Anything you sell, tell me, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get an answer. Mm-hmm. I was never given an answer. So that said to me that he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do anything because one thing we can't do, we can forgive, but we can't force someone else to do something. Mm-hmm. But what I was, I've always been blessed by since I heard this, one of my past teachers, she said to me, you're successful in the area where you're obedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about a person's response to what I do. If I know that God told me to say what I said, do what I did, and I feel peace about that, I don't worry about if that person decides to accept the apology or if that person decides to change the behavior or say, let's, you know, work something out. Mm -hmm. That's not my, that's not my responsibility and I can't carry it. It's not, it's not my load. I see. I, the way I kind of, I don't disagree with you at all. I just, I just don't see it as, I don't see forgiveness as the glue to a relationship necessarily anyway, I think it's important. Definitely. I think trust is a glue because I can forgive you, but if I can't trust you, we, this ain't going to work <laughs> because it's not the same. Right. I think, and I think sometimes people, people assume that if I forgive you, that means that you have access again. Right. And it, and that, it that's, doesn't. That's because they're, 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 that's two different worlds. Right. Like, if you if 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 I gave you my car, and you never brought it back, <laughs> or you brought it back and the wheels were busted up and the windows were busted out, and you was like, man, I just messed it up, whatever. I might forgive you, but you're still gonna pay for the car, and you won't take it no more. Right. I don't mean no. I ain't even harbor like you. No, not you. You right. ain't getting the car anymore. Right. Like I'm not stupid. Right. But I think I always say this. Forgiving a person is spiritual. Trust. Forgiving a person who hasn't changed is spiritual. 
You can forgive a person who hasn't even changed. Right. Trusting a person that hasn't changed is stupid. Exactly. So I don't feel like a person who is if you said I'm the trust coach, like I just <laughs> trust people, I just trust everybody. Or, yeah. And you're not even saying that there was something to forgive. You're just saying you were dealing with somebody, and at least the case you described, that didn't seem to want to be in a relationship. Right. And I just want to always make that distinction because I think people are afraid to forgive because they think it communicates trust. And I think we have to clarify that. I That's agree. not. I forgiveness agree. and trust are not the same thing. In fact, if you put, if you, in the middle of forgiveness is give. Exactly. That's a gift. In the middle of trust is you. That means you got to work for it, right? <laughs> you got to earn that. You have to, you have to, you have to rebuild trust. And it takes a lot longer to rebuild it Definitely. than it does to lose it. Definitely. Um, final question. Okay. One, what I want to ask you is, first of all, how can people connect with you we you know how to get the book is it do you have a social media page where people can keep up with you or talk to you about questions they may have because um if this is your space you're going to get a lot of feedback how can people connect with you or contact you i am on instagram as d lynn speaks which is d l y n n e speaks okay and i am on facebook uh, Facebook, my name is a little bit harder, so <laughs> just <laughs> it's my my publishing company's name. So that's English and Sign Language Masters. So that's what I'm on. It's Facebook. called what? English and Sign Language Masters. That's my publishing company. Oh, okay. You used to do sign language? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So yeah. that's uh, the company, and that's the Facebook page, the business page. My personal page isn't, I, I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. about giving that that's out fine. That's but fine. instagram and twitter is the same as instagram dlin speaks dlin so. speaks hey is any final words before we wrap up uh just i mean so much of what you talked about i talk about it in the book and i felt like you had you know read it in depth already. Stole all your stuff. <laughs> i was stole like yeah it's yeah. in here we talk about that too so i just yeah. want people to realize that forgiveness isn't easy I'm not saying it's easy, but it's simple. Yeah. And there are simple steps to follow to get to it. And it's beneficial, right? Yes. You feel better now that you. To us all. From, oh, yeah. I love what you said about what are the people around you getting? Yeah. Because they didn't commit the crime. That's deep. Yes. That's deep. Thank you so much. That was Danita Lynn. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's edition of the Keep Battle Podcast. Her book is called The Other Side of Unforgiveness, Your Guide to Overcoming Personal Hurt. It's not only just a personal story. There are tools and steps in here that you can use to be better after pain. And I think that's the goal. Let's get better. Let's let's not be bitter. Let's get better. And it takes some pain sometimes to get us better. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week right back here on the Keep Battle Podcast.